Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Greetings and salutations to you podcast listeners. Yeah, both of those things, you see, it's like a sort of special offer. This week you get greetings and salutations this week um, instead of just one or the other. But next week it'll probably be... Maybe just greetings or something more in season. Uh, maybe I'll try and go for a seasonal greeting like Yarg or, well, doodly you to you. It all just sort of depends. Um, podcast listeners, that's what I called you. It's not really a great name for you all, is it? Um, I realise that in all the time that I've been doing this show, uh, I haven't got a good name for all of you lot that tune in, which is, of course, uh, the show, I should say, is uh, Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast for all ages from... <laughs> to and everything in between and i suppose i could go down the sort of podcast name route i mean maybe you could all be nonsensers uh radio faces radnons no i'm not sure any of those work um how about i called you something to do with listening like um ear champs sound scamps hey audio sillies Hey, what what's up, noise goblins? You harking barkers. Um, are there any winners in there? I might be doing this the wrong way. Maybe, maybe I should call you something to do with the show. Uh, what's what's going on, stinky hippos? No, I can't call you stinky hippos because then I'd be worried that we'd get you confused with actual stinky hippos, and instead of listening to the show, you'd have to sit in the fridge covered in air freshener, which wouldn't be very nice, and you'd get very cold. It'd be awful um lindas maybe you could all be lindas uh but then how would linda feel about that um linda linda how do you feel about all the listeners being called linda as well linda oh, she's obviously not around today where is she who is she i can't really call all of you lindas without checking in with linda can i I saw a band this week uh, called the Linda Linders, who, if you don't know them, are all kids. Um, and they play amazing, awesome punk music. Uh, and uh, I went to see them because I thought maybe that's where Linda would be. But it turns out as brilliant as the Linda Linders are, none of them are called Linda, so they can't be that Linda. And also Linda, other Linda, wasn't there, but she might have been, so I don't really know who she is. So should all of you be Lindas? But then... You know, you might also have to be in a very cool band, which would be amazing, but also tricky because there's quite a lot of you that listen to this show and it might really ruin the real band's tour if they have a stage full of people all playing music at the same time. Hmm. Okay. Um. What about if I refer to you all as farting ducks? That's a bit rude, isn't it? Pod farts? Pod kids? Pod people? Pod peas? And that sounds like you're all little green peas. Uh, and then someone might try and eat you. 
Right, this is very tricky. If you have any good ideas for what you'd like to be called as listeners of this show, then please do get in touch. And don't just say that you'd like to be called your name, because it would take me ages to read everyone's names in every single podcast episode, wouldn't it? It'd be like the world's longest class register, and then I'd have to wait for you all to say here, or um, what do some children say in their class? You might say present, which is a terrible thing to say, because then often they don't have presents with them. So you just sort of get your hopes, like, oh, there's a present, and then you haven't got a present, so... It's rubbish. So, yes, uh, suggestions, please, for names, for what you could all be called. Um, and uh, if you've got a good idea, please get your galumping saddle geese, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Uh, and if anyone sends in a really good suggestion, I will send them one of our books. Um, also, please do send in any questions that you need answering on this show. We do indeed need more of those. If you would like more of these here shows for you to um, ear chomp your sound weasels, no, no, you're right. No, not not those names either. Um, so questions, uh, jokes, whatever. And also, this is the last time I'll mention it as the deadline for entries is June the 30th. If any of you UK um, pod scuffers, no, not that one. Uh, if any of you in the UK who listen to this show want to enter our competition to win a free six month subscription to Britannica magazine, please do send in your favourite funny or weird fact and I will announce the winners in two shows time, as well as all the weird funny facts that they've sent in too. Thanks to everyone who's sent in loads so far they are absolutely brilliant they are keeping me very entertained um and the latest britannica magazine has a fact about if bulls really charge when they see red uh which spoilers of course they don't because bulls only charge when you plug their charger in and then it takes hours till they get to 100 percent. but once they go they can go around snorting and stomping for ages they're very well made bulls i have to say uh, if only you could get a travel sized one for holidays that would be really handy wouldn't it what with the summer now being here, you can also grab, uh, or your galumping saddle geese can grab, a Radio Nonsense t-shirt at our comedyclubforkids.store, which has loads of designs and colours, and even grown-up sizes, if they can handle looking cool for once in their ancient lives. Um, and do check out our live shows at comedyclubforkids.co.uk, which I'm afraid are currently only in the UK for now, but we are at so many venues and loads of festivals all over the summer, so if you're going to Camp Festival or Latitude or the Edinburgh Fringe, do come and say hey. Especially if you're asked what dried grass is called, because then that's the only answer, isn't it? Hey, that that's that's it. Okay, Radnon Podders. No, that, that one doesn't work. I'll keep thinking of names for you all, and in the meanwhile, you listen to this week's most importantest bit. You're not really listening to me, are you? I am very excited to be joined on the show today by Javier Harquin, a.k.a. Javier Javier, King of the Cable Car, JJ Pringle Shoes, the Trepidatious, and as we all know, to those who speak the Zosa language, Quafela Okuba Una Madolo Amale. But of course, all of our listeners will know you as the man who dropped the world's biggest ever ice cream, inventor of the very, very popular trunk holders for elephants, and most famously for your series of acclaimed TikToks where you travel around the globe renovating people's gnomes. Javier, it is, it is a joy to have you on the show. How are you doing? Oh, it's great to be here. And, and you know, in between my very busy schedule of gnome remodeling and ice cream dropping, mm, still mm. not over that ice cream. Yes. You should have seen how many flakes were kind of, were kind of sticking out of that one. Well, I was worried about bringing it up because I know that while it was uh, a sort of record-breaking achievement, I know it was probably also quite traumatic uh, for you at the time. It was so traumatic. And every on the day every year, I go outside and buy an ice cream and I just I just stare at it. I just I just... I don't lick it. I kiss it until it melts. And then we just remember every every year on the date. That's beautiful. Yeah. But there was a lot of, you know, I felt you taught a lot of people an important lesson. There's a lot of kids out there that, that have been a lot more careful with ice cream since you dropped 
that one. There were also a lot of dogs that were very happy that you dropped it on the day, if I remember. Oh, of course, mate. The dogs came running for miles. Mm. It was the best day ever. They were dropping balls and like their owners were being pulled on their leashes all the way to the mm. ice cream pool that had just formed. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen like a dog gasp, but they can. <laughs> they can. It's, it's very inaudible. They do it at a very high frequency that humans can't hear. But wow. like, the, the closest, they just, you know, and, but, but very, very subtle. That's beautiful. I, I mean, I didn't know that. And I, I worry that we've missed all these incredible dog gasping moments throughout history because we didn't, you know, until you saw so many of them do that at the same time, it wasn't something we realized they could do. That's right. That's right. Not since the, the uh, we haven't had a gasp like that since the, the lorry carrying all those tennis balls yes. um, crashed on the highway. Of course. Which yeah. again, you know, we go back to that. That lorry driver uh, is just, he's he's traumatized by experience. It's, it's, it's awful for him. But look how many dogs he made happy. And, and I think that's the way we've got to look at your ice cream incident that, you know, ultimately you brought more joy that, than, you know, distress. I mean, if we kind of been able to harness the power of the wagging tails, we could have provided, you know, power for a city for a year. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's an incredible idea. Is that is that something you're working on out of interest? Or? I've let it slip. I've let the cat out of the bag. I am working on uh, windmill technology, you know, by making dogs happy. You know, the tail yeah. wags and it wags hard. You yeah. Know? And if we can harness that power. I'm just saying we're looking at a new sustainable fuel, people. That's an amazing sort of, I, I was I was going to say dog farm, but that sounds quite awful. So it's, it's not a dog farm. Yeah, the marketing department yeah. wants something a bit more. Yeah, yeah. And you, you don't want dog, dog, dog wind dog either, because dog wind doesn't, which it, it well, actually we'll come on to that with our questions later, but, but dog wind doesn't sound like a great, like you wouldn't want to sell that either. No, it's, it's tested very poorly with the focus groups on dog wind, especially anyone that owns a dog. Yeah, is very wary of dog wind. No one wants dog wind. No, no. And I suppose you got but if you say wag power, then that could be sort of footballers partners. You know, yeah. the idea that they're on hamster wheels or that they're that they're generating electricity. You know, that's tricky. They're just it's, in many cases they're a lot fitter than the actual footballers. Mm. That's true. That's another project of mine, WAG Power. But, you know, we're always looking for sustainable fuels. Wow. From all sorts of things. But this is, I mean, this is, you're just, you're so busy. You've got all these things on the go, uh, you know, and obviously I know, I know the ice cream thing is, is a bit upsetting, but, but it was, it, you know, it's led to some brilliant things. It's, and and the, the gnome renovating, all these things are for the greater good. I mean, you must just feel, do you feel very fulfilled? Are you very sort of happy? You're, you're doing My a lot of My best feeling of fulfillment is when I go to a, a home with a gnome and I can see that the gnome is unloved. It's been neglected. Mm. It's it's time to renovate your gnomes, people. Yeah. Gnome renovation is where it's at. Yeah. You know, people think if I go, oh, if I get a new house, if I get a new thing. No, the gnomes. They're the representative. They're the mascots of your your yards, your gardens, your yeah. porches. Yeah. If they look happy, if they're happy, happy vibes. Do you know, people just sort of think they look after themselves, don't they? I think I think that's the issue because because like you said, you know, they they've got their little hats. They're off, they're outside all the time. So you just yeah. sort of assume, they're often fishing and they seem really chilled. So you think, well, maybe yeah. maybe they're just they're fine as they are. And, and I guess you know nobody really asks how they are and and checks in. That's, on them. You know, everyone just yeah. thinks just chuck a fishing rod in their hand and they'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I sometimes put it like a little a little PS five controller in their hands. Ah, oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, that's nice. Maybe a little ice cream in their heads. Anything, but I'm trying to get them into new hobbies, these mm. gnomes, because what do they do? They read books, they fish. That's they sit on toad, toadstools. That's all they tend to do, really. Yeah. I'm getting one, I'm trying to I'm getting them to like try yoga, you know, sunglasses. I want them out there flying kites, you know. This is lovely. And they because they also, do move. You know, that, that thing of a lot of the times they are fishing in ponds with absolutely zero fishing, and, and that that ultimately is gonna be quite frustrating. That's got to be so really hard on the nose. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm fishing. There's no fish here. And I've been fishing for 20 years. Yeah. And I've caught nothing. Caught nothing but a cold. 
yeah. and a terrible sense of self-doubt. Uplift these gnomes. Give them <laughs> give them graphic novels instead of the novels. Uh, give them other little gnomes. Like I'd like to, you know, give them little weights so they can like, you know, work out with the little tiny barbells and stuff. <laughs> Have you ever seen a jacked up gnome? No, but like, I would oh. like to. I bet they're incredible, right? I'm working on a calendar. That's <laughs> jacked up gnomes. I love the jacked up gnomes. <laughs> I love it. And then you can sort of change them into sort of, they could be doing much more extensive gardening work rather than just sort of a bit of fishing. They could be probably mowing the lawn and chopping down trees and yeah. Absolutely. You get your gnome jacked up. They will tear up that garden. Forget the digger. Yeah. Put those tools down. Let the gnomes do it. Well, you see, this is, again, your your work is to benefit everyone. It's it's not just the gnomes. It's to benefit everyone. And I mean, but but, you know, how how are you? Are you finding time for yourself as well? Because, you know, you're so busy helping everyone else. Uh, are you well? I'm trying to sleep as much as I can. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Every time I get home, I just try to sleep because that's when everything in your body happens. You know, that's when your body repairs itself. That's when it charges the batteries. I like to sleep as much as I can. Yeah, that's good. I, I, um, I'm I, a big fan of sleep. I don't think I get enough of it. And one of my issues is, and and, and I know you're, you're a parent as well, kids don't seem to, and a lot of our listeners are kids, uh, I don't know if you know this, but they, they, they don't seem to like sleep. And, I, and I, I'm trying to tell my daughter all the time, actually, I think sleep is one of the very best things that we get to do. Ever, you don't have to do anything. It's amazing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to maximize my sleep and trying to do other things, you know, get my other jobs done while I'm sleeping. I'm trying to oh, eat wow. meals while sleeping. Wow. You know, I'm just kind of leaving like, a, like the plate next to the bed with a little fan that blows the odor, you know, the aroma of the food yeah. towards the pillow. So hopefully in my sleep, I just slowly started to train myself to sleep, eat, you know, That's I've got the sleep walking down. Yeah. So I'm getting my fitness while I sleep. Now I'm trying to sleep, eat. You know, and if I can get to sleep shower as well, then I think I'm really onto something. If I could just live my life sleep, I think I'd be great. Yeah, I mean, that, that's an amazing... Sleep eating is something I'd never thought about. But wouldn't that be great if you woke up already full and you're like, I've already done yeah. that. I don't need to, to sort of mess about with eating now. I, I got it in my sleep. My only concern would be, do, would, would you also have to sleep poo? Like, does it have to... Does that bit have to happen? Working on it. Right, right. Work right. <laughs> Leaving a little bucket next to the bed. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> but you've got and, and uh, yeah, I've got little little headphones on, and it's got my mum's voice just going. Do you need to? Yeah. Do, you know, if you need to, just it's right there. Yeah. If you just no harm in trying, no harm in trying. You just go try try if you want, and that just plays over and over again while I'm sleeping. Wow, wow, and I, you've got to be very careful about. You don't want to play that when you're meant to be eating and you don't want to eat, play the, you know, do the food room is when you need to be put, like you, you've got to have this all well-timed. Otherwise it can go horribly There have wrong. been yeah. some, some nights where we've been very, very close to disaster. Let me tell you. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we are, uh, <laughs> this time my wife is waking me up going, no, stop. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that is the other thing, isn't it? Is it? This is all right for you, but I guess, you know, if, if, if your partner, if your wife doesn't want to sort of take part in this, suddenly she's having to eat things because the smell's wafting over or I suppose, you know. Yeah. Well, I've got to be careful that I don't train her. And, you know, because she normally takes some food off my plate when we're away, you know, when we're at a restaurant yeah. normally anyway. Yeah. And I can, I don't know, I've, if she's sleep stealing yeah. from my plate, um, you know, I'm not going to get the nutrients I need. Oh, it's tricky. It's gonna, a very fine line. It is tricky. But, but, very but once I get to sleep eating yeah. down, I'm, you know, I'm, once that's down, I'm going to be working on sleep cooking as well. So I nice. can just kind of go to sleep and just know that I will get up, cook the meal, eat it, back into bed. 
and you know That's live my life good i mean all of these are brilliant i'd quite like to i'm trying to think i'd quite like to get into sleep uh sleep emailing if i could do my work while i'm asleep that'd be brilliant because I'd, Mate, i'm yeah. asleep right now i'm actually asleep right now i've trained myself That's to do incredible. Uh, i wouldn't have been able to tell at all <laughs> i've um, been minimizing my, myself <laughs> can i just check because obviously listeners can't see but have you drawn your eyes on your eyelids is that why they look like they're open you got me ah, you got I me I, I, I my sleep my sleep illustrations are not good at the moment my sleep face painting well, it did, it's it's on the back burner. I didn't. It did slightly weird me out that your eyes hadn't moved at all during this conversation. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to <laughs> mention it because you know I didn't want to be you know in case that was uh, an issue you have with. So I was being careful. But now it yeah, makes sense. Don't worry. I'm don't, don't. It's I'm incredibly lucid while I'm doing them. Like Doctor Strange on the astral plane. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm and I would say a bitter state of 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 being, of consciousness right. like this right now. Than me actually being awake. Me normally being awake, I'm actually quite boring, and I'll go on about, you know, reports and documents oh, no. and things like that. No. But um, I found that you know, I really found myself by sleeping. Some people go to India. I like to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. We and and then you can you could probably go to India in your sleep when you've really when you've really got this sorted. You could probably you could sleep holiday <laughs> and uh, and I think that's the that's the dream, isn't it? Literal dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I could just get through passport control. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you need to do is have passport yeah. photos taken with the eyes drawn on your eyelids. And yes. then when they look at your picture, they'll say, well, he's definitely awake and just like his picture. Absolutely. This is great. Sleep travel is the way to go because you don't you, you don't even worry about what movies they're showing on the plane. No, it doesn't matter. No, can I just check? I mean, I, you know, uh, obviously we've got questions. I I have to ask you, but can I just check? When do you dream? Do you dream during the day when you're awake, or are you fitting in dreaming around all the sleep duties? Because I I yeah, that's the bit that concerns me. Well, I mean, well, I've had to move my dreams to my to being awake. Sure, sure. And now you know to make sure I still get the benefit of both, I have to live out these weird dreams. So you know, I have to fill my shoes with jam and I, you know, yeah. I've got to, I've got to get out there and chase, chase ducks and pelicans and try to put a saddle on a, on a ferret and oh stuff. My it's just, goodness. and I've got to go to these exams I haven't studied for in real life. And they're an absolute drag. And you're not wearing any but trousers I tell you, it's all, as well. Yeah. 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 You know, look up and I'm like, Woo, I'm oh, just in my pants. So awkward. So awkward. Yeah. But it's got to be done. You know, it's the main thing is trying to keep the balance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, it's, it's very admirable. And, and, you know, and again, and I'm, I'm just very grateful you have time to, to come on uh, the Radio Nonsense podcast in between all these, uh, well, in between the sleeping mainly, but all the important jobs too. And, um, you know, I've got a couple of things I have to ask you. We've got an important question that I asked you here. Oh, for please. I love important questions. But the, we've got some admin questions first. And, and the first one is, um, this is an audio podcast. And as I say every week, a lot of our listeners generally listen to it with their ears, but they may also listen to it with their knees or their bums. You know, we don't discriminate wherever they want to listen to mm, it from. Mm. That's Wherever fine. you listen from. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, absolutely. That's the message that, that I want to give with this show. Um, but I just wonder, because it's audio, uh, if you had a favourite noise uh, that you could either tell us about or preferably make for us. Oh, God, the favourite noise. Um, I like, uh, I don't know what the next name for it is, but it's um, it's the noise of air going through a very narrow gap. It sounds a little bit like a kind of like a, a, a goose. Kind of <laughs> like that. You know, like, it's, it's, it's the... The sensation of air rushing through a very tiny cavity yeah. and releasing at the other end. It's kind of like how trumpets work and wind instruments work, I think, but mainly mainly geese. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, what you've done there is a far more entertaining... And don't get me wrong, trumpets are entertaining noises, but they don't make as good a noise as the noise you just made. And I would much prefer to see an orchestra where all the trumpets made that slightly sort of gurgly, strange noise. 
it's the instrument everyone has. You've got, you've all got this. Just swallow the air and just, um, you know, expel it along this top ridge of your teeth and the gum line. It's hard to explain audio, but you, you know the sound. Here it comes again. <laughs> it's a very good noise, and it does. You're right. It does sound like a goose, but like a particularly sort of miffed goose. Like that goose, I wouldn't yeah. say is particularly happy. It's. Oh, you can get a range of expressions from it. You know, you can get like a a, 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 a surprised goose, like oh, you know? yeah, yeah. That's that's the what was that? And you can get the um the goose, you know, uh, a goose that's going what? Just draw it out. Just... Wow, that, was... that is a pensive goose. Yeah, that is a pensive goose. And if you. You know, I, I don't like to ask, have you used this noise to sort of trick geese? Or, I, I, or actually, let's let's go for a nice triangle. Do you use it to converse with geese, perhaps? I'm, I'm trying. I'm really working on it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I get it totally wrong. Like, I'll be trying to say, but, you know, it'll come out like. Yeah, yeah. Which is totally different. And then and, they, and they you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they start speaking to me in English because that's what you do when like, they go, oh, Thank you for trying. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 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 yeah the train station is this way. <laughs> that is nice. That is nice. Uh, from, from your experience, is it, ca can you boo a goose? Can you say boo to a goose? Or is that, is that like the worst thing you could? It's the highest offense right, you sure, can sure. give. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we throw that, that term around liberally in our everyday lives, but I don't think people realize how harmful it is sure. to, to geese. What do they I mean, do at Halloween then? What's their sort of, how do you, what, what do they do for spooks? Because I'd have gone, you know, boo would feel like a classic way to scare a goose at Halloween, but then you're offending them and and being scary. And that's like, yeah, it's a bit much. I mean, it's it's very tough in geese culture to, you know, to first of all, they they, they think the the act of, of scaring someone is, is the most horrible thing you can try and do to someone. Mm. They actually go the reverse on Halloween. They try to make people feel empowered. Wow. That's really nice. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's that's really so. Like Halloween's all about the the dead and coming alive, but this is about just living your life. It's sort of like it's the it's the reverse. It's being more alive, isn't it, rather than being oh undead. yeah, yeah, that's lovely. Oh yeah, what they what they do is they kind of tend to gather around in groups and just kind of give give people like an empowering stare. Like they'll just kind of give yeah. a stare, of like just look at someone, just kind of wide eyed, just kind of go, oh my god, you look just look amazing, just this lovely, and and that's actually where you get the the word gander from. Right, right, a goosey yeah. gander is like an empowering. Stare. I am sad there aren't more TED Talks by geese. I feel like they could really boost people. And uh, They want to do it. Yeah, yeah. They want to empower us all. Well, I mean, and this is obviously... Most, you most know, of goose life is just looking at humans and just going, why can't they help each other more? That's lovely. And and hopefully your yeah. your you know development with, with goose language uh, is will, will one day lead them to that, to that path, yeah. It's pioneering work, people, but one day humans and geese will come together and it'll be the most supportive atmosphere you've ever experienced. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing, noisy, but amazing. And I, I, I look, I look forward to that. Wow. Well, thank you, uh, Javier. I, I wasn't expecting such a, a thoughtful noise and uh, very much appreciate that. And of course, the other, the other thing that I have to ask you for this show before we get to the big questions um, is, you know, this is a family friendly show. It's suitable for all ages you can possibly imagine. Um, can you imagine an age? I can imagine an age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. I'm imagining one right now. Are you? Are you good? Can I? Yeah. Can I ask which one? Oh, yeah. 
Seven. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it's totally suitable for seven. This show is totally... You imagined a good age to imagine. This show is suitable for everyone of all ages, apart from 100. Long story, not going to go into it. But everyone of all ages, mm-hmm. apart from 100. 101 onwards, fine. Up to 100. It, it's very... Listeners very bored of me explaining this, but you have to You have to kind of have rules. Um, so it's suitable for all ages. And because of that, um, I just want to check if there are any rude words you won't be saying during this show. Um, of course, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be saying uh, bottom. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be saying poos, no, wheeze, no, farties, no. Uh, farties. Uh, squiggle bums. Oh, no. Goodness. Yeah. 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 yeah I definitely won't be saying squiggle bums. Yeah. Um, I, I won't be saying water pistol pee. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm just I'm very grateful that you won't say that because that is. That is pretty horrendous. No worry, we'd be banned from uh, the internet. I think for, <laughs> I'll for take that. thought that is yeah. a very horrendous. It is. Uh, thing it to is say. The, the worst. Squiggle bums, particularly awful. I definitely wouldn't wouldn't say that on this show. So I appreciate you you avoiding it too. It's uh, you know, it's just good to know. It's just good to lay it out for the audience. So they know they're safe from here on in. Um, Absolutely. Well, look and listen. Here we've got we've got. Um, it's kind of two questions really, but I think they're linked, uh, and they're both from uh, Lua, who. Um, uh, she signed her name as uh, Lua the Farting Moose, who is 3,285 days old. And I haven't worked out what that is in years, but I I mean, you know, hey, what, we, maybe we should... Is it in, in, in moose years or human years? Oh, I see. Now that's where it gets really complicated, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, hello. Uh, Lou? Lou? Lua, L-U-A. So Lua. Am I, pronouncing, I might not be pronouncing it right. It might be like Lua, or it might be Lua, or yeah. Lua. Yeah. It could be, yeah. Lou, ah! Yes, it could, yeah, it could be. It could be, I think, I, I was going to think if there's any other way. I mean, it could be that the L's silent and it's just, ooh, ah! Or the L and the U is silent. French? Yeah, L- so. Lua. Well, that's nice. That's nice. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And also, I don't know if we should be saying it in moose language. Yeah. It could just be, like, you know. I'm just thinking about that spice. Just thinking about that spice call song now. Who do you think Lua? <laughs> Uh, uh, for, for listeners, the Spice Girls were people who were around four billion years ago, uh, <laughs> and uh, bizarrely, they didn't do any cooking with. Sp- they might have done cooking with spices, but they weren't. Which is, I was, it was a disappointment. Your Spice Girls surely you still represent a different. You could one could be coriander girl and cumin girl yeah. and chipotle. Yeah. you know, K- K- if they if they keep kept adding girls to the to the band, and they got to like thirteen, they could have done a massive deal with. KFC. Yes. Well, there you go. Yeah, there's a lot of lost opportunities that have happened in, in the past, but hopefully, you know, one of the aims of this podcast is that we educate the, the people of the future and, and they one day will do a proper Spice Girls um, that will do a series of different Spice mixes. I don't know how it'll yeah. work, but, it, you know... There's... Yeah, if you're interested about the Spice Girls, go go Google them and you will see a band that was uh, around the same time as the dinosaurs. Yeah, I think so. I think that's about that's about right. Yeah, yeah. judging yeah. by... I, I was definitely around during the dinosaurs i don't know if you were so i i think that's probably about right yeah yes yeah, so. what's your favorite dinosaur um do you know as hard i quite like the triceratops simply because i like triceratops yeah because it's got like the three horns thing going on and it just looks super cool yeah it does look super cool yeah. doesn't it i just like that um i like the idea of the the, the, the you know it was, it was around the time where you know you're old enough to go like Triceratops. Tri means three. Yeah. And that's why it's called yeah, that. That's right. And I felt very, very smart for knowing that. Um, and I liked the look of them. And then when I realized how massive they were, that's when I loved them even yeah. more. I always yeah. had the idea that they were a lot smaller, like maybe the size of like a hippo or. <laughs> <you know. laughs> 
would be also. And then I realized how massive they are. Yeah, and I was huge. like, I'll oh, try Ceratops. Windy, you stop giving. They're amazing. Well, it's also they've got the horns thing, but then they've got like the back of their heads, like almost like a kind of like a reptile mane. Like it's not a mane, mm. but you know, it's like kind of like fans out. Like a shield, and it just looks like a bone. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're always yeah. wearing a brilliant hat. I just love it. I just it am is. A big fan. Yeah, big fan of Yeah, it. like their face is always being presented. Yeah, yeah. I just assume like, no one by lampshade. messed with them. I always assume like everyone would be like, nah, it's cool. We'll just leave those guys alone. They're, they're doing their thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 How about Tri- Tricera not? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, I, you should have been around to name. I, I can't believe, you know, maybe that's that's the next campaign. Rename some of these guys to yeah. uh, T-Vex. Uh, how did Triceratops yeah? say hello? Triceratop of the morning to you. Oh, no. What? Oh. Okay. I'll get my coat. I'll get my coat. This is great. This is great. It's uh, Listeners, it is quite, it looks like it's quite cold. Where have you? I think that's why he's. <laughs> um, so, listen, we've got these, we've got these questions from, from uh, Lua, the, oh, the yes, farting please. moose. Um, yes, and, farting moose. You know, who knows? Triceratops may be absolutely important to, to the answers of this. I'm not sure, but I'll ask you, we'll do these one at a time, but they are, they are linked, I would say. And they're in fact quite linked to some of the, the work that you're undertaking. Um, and question one is, mm. is it socially acceptable when you are a dog to fart? And Lua then puts, I have a dog called Noodle. She is a real prude. I can't imagine she would be impressed if one of her fellows passed wind. Yeah. Is it socially acceptable for a dog to, to, to fart? I mean, for humans, yes, absolutely. For dogs, oh, who knows? I mean, they're always sniffing each other's bums, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, so they're kind of, yeah. it's like they're expecting it. Yeah. But is that, is that like, an, is that expecting it or is it an inspection? Is it like saying, have you farted recently? I'm going to check. Because if yeah. you have, we're going to send Ooh, you to dog that's police. Good I mean, how you can't you can't get too prudish about it. Like if we met mm. at like at a park, you and I, and I immediately thrust my nose into your bottom and started sniffing, and then you farted. I mean, who's that's shame on me? Yeah. Surely, yeah, that's true. That is true. I can't suddenly be like, "How very dare you!" I was trying to inspect your your bum with my nose, and then you go and fart in it. Mm. Like that's that's kind of on me as well. You know, like it's. Yes, that is true. I, I, I would, I, yeah, I think there would be, it, it would almost be like a sort of, um, like a deterrent system, wouldn't it? If, you know, if oh. like, well, I've, I've farted to keep you away from, from smelling my bum. Yeah. Therefore it's like a skunk probably. What did I think was going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. I, what was the best case scenario? That's true. That is true. I mean, there isn't, yeah, there isn't really, I mean, it can only get worse. Actually, there's only worst case scenarios that can come yeah. from that. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't advise any listeners uh, undertake such things. I mean, absolutely. Stick with the high five, the fist bump, the <laughs> handshake. It's really... Maybe don't go sniffing people's bums when you meet them. Well, here's here's it's only asking for trouble. I've got two questions for you. One, one. Well, actually, no. One question is: Do you think that do you think the dogs have to sniff bums because they don't have high fives? I know every now and then you get a dog that can do a little like a high five or, or put its paw in your hand, but but most mm. you know it's it's not really thing dogs can do to each other. It's hard for dogs to hide. I think I think deep down, all dogs want to be like those airport security sniffer dogs. And so when they meet other dogs, they're just kind of like acting it out like, okay, what do you got in there? All right, what's in here? Sniff around the bum. Like, what are you carrying up there? Anything in here? All right, but not be anything in here. <laughs> yeah, so that's... I think that's what they do. That's what, so it's just a... Yeah, so it's just that they want, they want to be seen as more important than they are. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're more suspicious than you think, dogs. Yeah. Yeah, always sniffing around. But to answer your question, Lou, is it socially acceptable for a dog to fart? Yes. Yes, it is. 
don't don't hold it in, people. I like that. I mean, it, is it part of the thing as well? Because I, I I would happily fart around a dog, and I assume a dog would happily fart around a human. But farting around other humans is probably more embarrassing for me. Whereas, yeah, um, I say that I don't normally care anymore. But but whereas for dogs, <laughs> maybe farting around other dogs is like you know it's their peer group. So it oh absolutely. On, if they're at a posh dog party, they won't want to fart. But if they're absolutely. You know, I love the idea of posh dog party. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's where we get those um in the side room there is like all these dogs playing yeah, poker. Yeah, I was just going to say that's, that's what I was basing it on. <laughs> all those paintings of the dogs. Those are famous artworks. Very fancy <laughs> playing poker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. 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 The shooting pool, trying not to fart over there. That's it. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's a very good observation you made there. Uh, that you know. Cross species, we don't mind the farts. Mm. No, mm. if a dog farts in front of you, no problem. If you fart in front of a dog, no problem. But in the same speed, it's in your lane. You know, yeah, stay in your lane. Yeah, absolutely, stay in your lane. Yeah, yeah. So, would you say socially acceptable for a dog to fart around people, but less so around absolutely, dogs? absolutely? Of course, there's going to be consequences. Yeah, but uh, you know, but you know what we do? We deserve it. Yeah. We deserve it because how many times have humans farted and they blame it on the dog? Oh my goodness! Of course. Of course. And so this is yeah. payback. Yeah, this is. In payback. fact, I, if you're a dog listening to this, I encourage you to go find the biggest group of people you can and just let one rip. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really yeah. good call. And and in fact, you know, uh, say, save them up, but don't do them at your posh party. Save them up for when you're around people. And then you can at tell all human the dogs at your party that it was the humans that did it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That is wow. That is, that's incredible. And very insightful. Thank you. Um, it's time for dogs to strike back. <laughs> And I, I think that's also the line you can use for your dog energy, like wagging. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's time for dogs to strike back. In fact, the uh, the energy wagging uh, project is really just a big front for the dog revolution. Well, I'm all for – has it got a good – the, the woofolution? I was trying to think there must be a good dog. Oh, yes. The, the rough illusion. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And, and, and fair play, like you said, it's almost, almost if only for the times that humans have blamed farts on them. And, and you know, it, it feels only right that dogs rise up and uh, absolutely take over. And, you know, also, you know, I don't know if you've seen uh, that famous uh, documentary, Paw Patrol, but it works out quite well when dogs are in charge of all the emergency services. So, you know. How are Paw Patrol getting so much money? There is like they've got so many these amazing high tech mm. suits and vehicles that do everything and and, and Adventure Bay, like it's a beautiful yeah. town. It, it, I just want to know who's behind the Paw Patrol. I'd like to see like Tony Stark come out and go, "Oh yeah, I've been paying for everything." Well, but you know, you're, you're, you know, th this is this is you in the future. This is you. You, you fooled this dog revolution. You, you've oh my you've gained God. all the money from your dog uh, wagging energy. Uh, That's what they're doing in Paw Patrol. Yeah. It's all being funded by their own tails. It's a glimpse into your future, and you know, uh, it's I, it's it's like it's a glimpse into our future. You've just blown my mind, mate. <laughs> Paw, Patrol, Paw Patrol is not some fictitious like children. It is an accurate representation of the future. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Where we've realized that humans cannot be trusted with the important tasks of, of emergency <laughs> response. The dogs are the ones we trust. Look at them on their vehicles. And I say more missions with Zuma, please. Well, I mean, this is it. This is it. So if anything, it gives us a lot to look forward to in the future, I think. Yeah. Um, especially dogs with little hats. I always look forward to Yes. Um, and when a mayor's most trusted confidant can be a chicken. 
Yes. I mean, who doesn't want that in the future? That's that's the world I would like to live in anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, of course, so there'd be less, uh, fewer situations where dogs could fart in a socially acceptable way. But I think that's, you know, that's something we'll have to, that's a bridge we'd have to cross when we, we come to it. If they're on official duty, they probably wouldn't want to let one go. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just got to wait till they're on their own. Yes. No? Yes. Uh, hard. Um, well, look, listen, we've got a second part to that question that I need to, I need to follow up with. Oh, um, yes, please. And this is not, you know, I'd say it's almost directly related, but Lua has also asked, can you burn an animal's fart as incense? The, the tough part is capturing the fart. Mm. That's the toughest bit. Yeah. And typically incense is normally, you know, like on those little uh, little sticks of incense or like incense candles. Yeah. Um, it's it's turning, I mean, because if you if you come into this like not prepared, what you'll do is you'll just light the fart, it'll just go off in, in a in a big bang, right? And it won't be that kind of slow release aroma of incense that we that we're all used to. I mean you can, but the hardest thing is preparation. What you gotta do is you gotta get a jar. You got to follow the dog around, like holding a jar up to its bum, and just pray, hoping it'll let one rip. And then when you get that, you got to get the jar, and then you've got it still in gas form. How do you get it to candle or stick form? That's the tough bit. That is really hard, isn't it? That is really hard. I mean, is that how so, you know when they make incense sticks? Is that what they have to do? Do they have to go around with a little jar and kind of capture smells from other things? Absolutely, there are smell catchers out there. Wow, they've got like little little nets, like with little microfibers that capture smells. That's a really hard. And if job. you're a good one, you get to capture the nice smells, like you know, like a, a fresh new book, or you know, like uh, chips cooking, or a roast that's ready. And if you if you're bad smell catcher, you got to get all the bad stuff. You got to go get like you know the the rubbish, the uh, the bin that no one's put out for for ages. Wow. Or like the baby's nappy. That is horrid. Or, There's my daughter or, has these smelly pens that some of them are really nice and like cherry or strawberry. And then there's mm. a series of horrible ones. One that smells like smelly socks. Um, but actually, oh, and there's one that's like it's meant to be farts or so. But actually, the worst is the one that's meant to smell like onions. And I like onions, but for some reason, the smell that whoever this person that did this that captured the smell, they captured the worst onion smell. They must have been the most horrible onions that have ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> poor onions yeah poor onions all the other vegetables are like oh i'm a carrot i smell yeah, good yeah, yeah. and oh, here comes onion <laughs> like, <laughs> they're already like oh you're gonna make people cry onion and you're like yeah that's what i do yeah and like, you smell as well i don't mean to i'm very complex i've got lots of layers yeah well that's that's why people make on- it's uh, people sort of feel like they have to make onions cry and maybe that's it is again it's this we're back to kind of revenge but you know we, onions make yeah. us cry therefore we're horrible to onions to make them oh cry. yeah take it onion yeah, yeah yeah we're just trying to get to your juicy center and you make us cry for it it's, yeah it's terrible i mean this is this pen is definitely not like the lovely smell of frying onions this was some onions that had been left in the sunshine for 400 years onions it was a it was a horrible smell Really? My wife cannot stand the smell of a boiled egg. Oh, whoa! She can't like she can't be in the same room as it. She just, I love boiled eggs. Mm, me too. I love them. Me too. Yeah, but like if she if she even if even she sees me start to start to boil an egg, she'll be like, I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> But that's a great way to like get rid of her if you need to like just like uh you know if you if you're just like I've got I've got a project to do I've got something to do I'm gonna boil an egg and then you can go away yeah. like that's quite <laughs> it's quite a good tactic yeah I get I think I could make her involuntary run a marathon just with a boiled egg oh, that's an amazing idea just sit sit like a trail of boiled like like kind of like like uh you know how dogs round up sheep yeah you know like yeah yeah just kind of force her this way that way like <laughs> like repelling a magnet just keep her going 
another perpetual motion machine I'm working on. I love it. And I like also for all the the bystanders, you normally get loads of people at, at a marathon supporting and cheering on and they'd all have to smell egg the entire way. Yeah. And by the end, because some people, you know, I, I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't run a marathon. That's a fact. But if I was, it'd probably take me four to five hours. That is a long time for eggs to be out there on the road. And and by the end, oh. I think they, the smell would make everyone run. It would. It, it, like, you know, no one, <laughs> no one ever finishes a marathon and goes, oh, oh, someone get me an egg. Yeah. You know, it's it's not it's not the food you want after no. a very strenuous. You, you <laughs> don't see tennis players take a little break and like crack an egg. And, I wish Wimbledon, instead of serving up strawberries and cream, would just give everyone an egg. I think that would be the best. You could have the ball boy just rushing up with eggs. And yeah, like, you, know, you can fill that cup with eggs at the end when they win it. That's just fill it with. Eggs. Oh, totally. It's a really good idea. I love it. Really Boiled good. eggs. Smelly Helping tennis. Olympians. Lovely. I love it. Um, if if you were to capture an animal's fart to use as incense, which animal do you think would be the best? Who, what's What would be the nicest smell you want to fill your, your home with? I want to fill mine with peregrine falcon. Oh. Oh, I bet that's quite dramatic. Uh, yeah. Peregrine falcon, if you don't know, is the fastest animal on earth. Mm. It's a it's a it's a bird of prey, and when it's uh when it, it goes up high, and when it's diving down, it reaches incredible speeds. And I think it must be doing a little series of farts just to help it give it that little bit more propulsion. Yes. Yeah. So I just want to smell what the fastest animal smells like when it's going the fastest wow you'd just be i think you'd be non if your home smelled like that you'd just be whoosh, everything everything would get done super quick and yeah it's efficiency as well yeah yeah that's a really yeah. good call imagine the amount of eggs i could boil if i had that smell going that's an i mean that is amazing yeah that is amazing see i was gonna go i was gonna go for something quite easy oh. and maybe something like a hummingbird, a hummingbird Ooh. Fart because they're quite they're quite fast but also they they have like they drink nectar that would be quite sweet smell mm. You know? Oh, that's a lot of good science there. Yeah. And they're always hanging around flowers as well. Yeah. So you'd hope it was a... But then for all I know, they, they digest the flower and make it into a horrible smell. And they'd stink out the... Maybe that's where they're always hovering because they're just their farts are so potent. It keeps them <laughs> kind of hovering in the... The uh, wings are just a, a front. They're a decoy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's, direction. maybe that's what... I mean, they're called humming. They must be humming. Oh, that's like... Ugh. <laughs> that bird is humming. Ugh. Like, maybe that's where the name comes from. And I... I've got this wrong entirely. Yeah, you've cracked it, mate. Yeah, that's you've it. Absolutely cracked that's it. it. Wow. <laughs> well, well, thank you. I mean, I mean, that too fantastic. And I hope, I hope Lua is 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 happy with those answers. I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if we needed to translate them into moose. I hadn't, um, I hadn't even thought about that. But hopefully, not. She typed the email in in English, so I assume it's okay. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I don't know how yeah. this is really sound. The short answers to those in Moose are. Yeah, that's good. I, I'm pleased. I'm pleased you added that, and then then we covered all bases, haven't we? Well, you know, I hope she's pleased with that. And, and listen, thank you so much for having time to to come and um, you know, I knew you were the person to get on this show for for those answers. Uh, you know, such as your level of expertise, and I, and I appreciate you um taking time away from from the gnome help, and of course, uh, well, well, as we've heard that the, the the dog power, uh, which sounds very exciting. It's been a fascinating experience for myself. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks tons. Catch you soon. See you later, mate. Cheers. Can you speak English? No, I don't. Sorry.
ginormous thanks to Javier for being able to fit in answering Lewis' questions, despite his very busy gnome and animal whispering schedule. We do get a lot of animal whispers on this show, don't we? There's obviously a big sort of crossover between calming animals and answering podcuers cues. No, I won't use podcuers as a name either. You're right, that one is rubbish. I hope, Louis, that you enjoyed your answers. And if you didn't, please write any complaints you have in leaves on the floor outside. And at some point, the wind will blow them away and I won't have to deal with it. If you out there, uh, you, uh, hang on, I'm really running out of ideas now. CC4K RNLers. No, that's really complicated. If any of you listeners have any questions you need answering, ideas for what I should call the listeners to this show, own written jokes you want me to read out, or funny or weird facts to win a Britannica mag subscription, then all of those things, right, you just have to get your galumping saddle geese, sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us at podcast at comedyclub4kids.co.uk. Get yourself a dazzling Radio Nonsense t-shirt at our comedyclubforkids.store and check out our live shows at comedyclub4kids.co.uk too. Right, well, that is it. Uh, and now I'm not really sure how to say bye uh, when I still haven't worked out how to say hello to you all properly. You, um, no, I'm really not sure what else I could call you. Radio Nordians. Radio Nordians. Radiodians nonsense. No, I'm, I think I'm out. Right, well, I'm not, I'm not going to say goodbye if I don't have a name for you. Uh, so maybe I just don't say goodbye at all and then I don't have to call you anything, do I? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! It's the end.